very pleased to be joined by our next guest. He is the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings and a what would you a, a, a beautiful Sasker. That's a, na- what. a neighbor of yours at uh, what's is it, what's the name of the lake? Emma Lake. Emma Lake. Yeah. Uh, the great Mike Babcock. Good morning, Mike. I like that. A beautiful Sasker. I like that. <laughs> yeah. How are, how's life? It's good. I'm in Val d'Or, Quebec. Couldn't be any better. Checking out uh, Anthony, Anthony Mantha? Absolutely. I actually watched him play last night, so he scored his 19th and 20th goal of the playoffs. I always like 6'5 guys who can score goals, so that'll be nice. Yeah. 20th goal of the playoffs? Can you believe that? It's what the Wings oh, do, right? The Wings draft these guys, and then they go to World Juniors, and they set the world on fire, and then they go into the playoffs, and they score 20 goals, and everyone says, how does Detroit do this every single year? They do it all the time, right? Well, I don't know if we do it all the time. I've been here nine years. We haven't had a prospect like this in the nine years I've been here. Yeah, Is he that good? Well, you know, it was interesting. They're playing against kids, you know, so you're, you're a man playing against kids. But his instincts, his hockey sense, his hands, his ability to knock down pucks is unbelievable. His pace, don't get me wrong, he's a great skater. He just doesn't play with pace. So that's going to have to improve. Now, what I found with most talented guys is you put them with the big guys and suddenly they play at a pace because they want to play there. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think we'll really know till the fall whether he can fit in, whether he needs half a year in GR or whatever. But I just went to Grand Rapids here last week. I wanted to see them before I came here just to see how far he was away or how close he is because we're we're moving in so many kids into our group that obviously he's going to have to compete for a a top 6-4 job or at least a top 9 job. I don't know if he can do it or not. We'll, We'll know over time. Yeah, 57 goals in 57 games in the regular season, and now 20 in 20. Uh, he knows how to bury, it would seem, uh, for a guy that's, like you say, was, so what, 6'5"? Well, that's what it says on the sheet. It says 6'5", 204. Now, I mean, even if he's 6'3 and 199, it doesn't much matter yeah. to me. He's a great big guy out there, protects the puck. and Like I said, the unbelievable hands and instincts, I was impressed with him. So... How happy were your team at the end of the year? I mean, you had the injuries, you you put up a fight. You're kind of earliest you've been in the playoffs well, probably for a while, but well, I guess what I would say to you is this: is that anytime you're out of the playoffs and everybody, well, there's eight teams still playing, it's not a great feeling. And you know, we grow accustomed in Detroit to, to being in things for a long time, and yet we've had a real changing of the guard. When you look at our group. Veterans, we always used to have a veteran team. Veterans on our team next year, for sure, will include Datsuk, Zetterberg, uh, Cronwell, and Franson. And then it should be Kitty Court after that. So, you know, it's it's a big change that way. I really thought the playoffs were an eye-opener for us. I thought our team got in, did a great job getting in, played with great structure, really competed hard, found ways to get it done. And then I thought in the playoffs we'd be a tough out. We weren't a tough out. In my opinion, it wasn't even a series. And so we have to be better, and and part of that's the guy seeing it for the first time and understanding just how hard it's it is and how how hard you have to play to have success. Mike, what is it in Detroit? Because obviously it's always you've got expectations. It's always competitive team. You're in the playoffs. You make the most of what you got. Kind of, but is it pressure as well? Because I feel like there's a lot of expectations, but maybe a little less pressure. Does that make sense? Well, I don't know about that. To me, pressure is what you put on yourself. Um, 
the expectations in our community is a lot. There's, you know, if you go through, a, when I'm walking around town, people see me, hey, Coach, let's have a better year next year. Let's let's build a better team this summer. I mean, they just know we're not in, and you can already blame them. And so how are we going to make sure that we get a, at least a Final Four run? Like To me, anytime you're in the Final Four, you've put your logo, your brand in the marketplace for a long enough period of time for people to have respect for it. And when you're not there on a regular basis, uh, I just think you, you got to find a way to get better. And ideally, over a period of time here, we've drafted and developed enough kids. we got a real good coach in Grand Rapids, and Jeff Blaschel's done a real good job. Uh, I was down there the other day. we got four D-men that are ready. I don't know if they're ready at the start, but they're ready. They're big puck movers, and we want to be a puck moving back end. So we got a goaltender who won the uh, Calder Cup as a rookie. He's six one, not six five though. So is that an NHL guy? Only time will tell. So we have lots of, and then the Fords we had this year and a couple more. But we have lots of kids that are real good players. I don't see Datsuk and Zetterberg there though. I want to ask you about, again, it's a couple years removed now, but the loss of Nick Lidstrom, and you, you would think, okay, we're going to lose the best defenseman in the game, but even as, a, as, a, as an everyday defenseman, how can't you lean on that guy? And as, as, as prepared, is it safe to say, Mike, as prepared as you were to be without him, did it go even further than you could have expected? Well, we didn't realize how good he was in the power play. You know, that's been the biggest thing. Nick Cromwell's been a heck of a player for us and a heck of a leader, and yet he doesn't shoot the puck on the blue line anyway like Lidstrom does. He's he's more of a passer. We have been looking for a shot on the back end for a long time. Now, just so happens we got a six foot four uh, right-handed D-man in Sproul who was Canadian Hockey League D-man a year, two years ago in Grand Rapids. He doesn't quite look ready yet, but he's got an absolute bomb. We're hoping that he can arrive here sooner than later and really help us with that. Nick, Nick's fantastic player. I mean, he's a generational player. You're not going to have another one probably. And saying all that, we also had a great supporting cast around him. Uh, and our supporting cast has suddenly got very young. But we really feel the growth of Dan DeKaiser, uh, who we signed out of college. We think he's a great top 4D who really gets the puck going. Smith, who we drafted in the first round, I don't know how many years ago, started to settle in and play and and move the puck for us. So we put him with Cronwell. And then Big Erickson, who missed, we call him Biggie, who missed basically the last half of the year with a hand injury, never played in the playoffs. He's a six foot five D man who can move the puck. So when you look at that, suddenly you had Backman, who played in the link shipping. Uh, well, he can really move the puck. He's a six foot two guy. I think our back end is really going to move the puck again next year, which is so important to have success. Chatting with Mike Babcock, head coach of the Detroit, the, uh, Detroit Red Wings, here on Sports at nine sixty, the fan. Uh, liked watching you get all uh, fired up on the HBO twenty four seven there this year. That was good, kicking everybody out of the room. You, you seem so mild mannered, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what, though, is is the the ambush you there. I talked to a guy nicely walking off the bench. I said. I handed him my microphone. I said, keep the cameras out. I hadn't asked him one the whole time. The next thing I know, they're in the room. So my wires touched a little bit. But I think that's a reasonable request. You're the head coach. You ask them to stay out. They don't stay out. And then I thought the reaction was appropriate. Now, i got to tell you, I haven't watched one second of that. I've got a little feedback from people on the outside. I haven't watched one second of it. Uh, obviously, the NHL really thinks it's... Uh, it's great for promoting the game. I think it's hard on the players and the coaching staff. Sometimes as a coach or as a player, things that happen, 
you probably don't need in the public eye, but that's the new world we're living in. What do you think about all the coaching changes? I mean, you've been around it. You've had to go through it. Uh, seems like a, a big group this summer. And what do you think about maybe uh, being able to trade coaches? Because Boomer and I decided that we're going to implement that in the next CBA. You know, what's interesting there is uh, that's something I'm not sure isn't going to happen one day. The other thing I'd say to you is when you develop a whole bunch of people and then the other organizations get to take them, I think there's going to be value in that. So when I look at our group here in Detroit since I've been here, is Todd McCall and Paul McLean have moved on. Jim Nils moved on to be a GM. Steve Eisenman's moved on to be a GM. Patrick or Pat Verbeek's their director of player personnel in Tampa. I'm trying to think of who else we've lost. Maybe it'll be Jeff Blaschel out of Grand Rapids next. It'd be nice if you could get something for the development you've done. So I think that's would be a positive thing. Second thing, as far as this coach school, I think now with the new CBA and the collective bargaining agreements from 0405, I think every owner believes their team should be there winning. And when they're not, I think there's a ton of pressure that goes on the coach and the manager. Is it right? I don't know the answer to that. That seems to be the way. You know, when you're out there and you got a coach and you decide to fire him, all I think you should do is make sure you got a better guy to hire. Just removing them, to me, doesn't necessarily make you better. You better have a plan. And I, I don't want to get too heavy because I really appreciate you coming on. I don't want to you know, put you back into a corner here. But your name's flying all over in Toronto. I don't know how a guy with a, with a contract is, uh, is being brought up as it is. So much is being made on the on, right on, on the fact that you have just the one year that there is no extension. What's your your feel on your name being in the middle of things for the Maple Leafs job that is still owned by Randy Carlyle, and the fact that you're still the Detroit Red Wing coach? Well, that's not right for Randy Carlyle. So let's get that straight. The second thing is, I'm real comfortable in my situation. I've been working for an owner and a general manager for nine years. We have a good relationship. When I went to the media and they asked me about my contract, I actually was a little bit surprised, and I just made it very clear. I said, you know, I'm real comfortable, and I am totally. When you've been there as long as I have, if they don't want you, they shouldn't employ you. And I'm totally good with that. When you get a new job, you go in and you sign a new four-year deal. I think it's a lot easier for a team who's you're starting with to give you a new four-year deal. When you've been there 10 years and you're asking for a new four-year deal, I think that makes it hard on them. Uh, I don't want anyone to be forced to have me. I'm going to work somewhere, and, you know, I'm not concerned about that. I love what we got going on uh, in Detroit. I think we're really building a program. I also think as a head coach and you're looking at an opportunity out there, if you're thinking of moving, you better make sure the grass is greener on the other side. And what I've found in life, it usually is not. So we like the program we've got going in Detroit. Ken Holland likes to work, likes hockey. I have a good relationship with him. The owner gives us the resources and basically gets out of the way. Pretty good situation. Uh, my kids are all done high school after next year, so I'm much more movable in saying that. My wife likes it. i got a good place to water ski. i got good places to hunt. I don't know why I'd move. I was just going to say, the grass is finally getting greener in Saskatchewan. When are you going back, and when are we going fishing? Well, you know what? Uh, I'm going back here. I think on, uh, I mean, I always drive a vehicle home. Got to get the docks in, and then I'm not actually getting back to uh, till probably right at the end of June. I just got so much going on. But I'll be out there July and August for sure. Look forward to seeing all my friends from Saskatchewan at the lake.
Can't wait. Isn't that the, that's a highlight for me. I know that you're still in the game and you've got seasons and, and big games and stuff. But for me, it's that two weeks I get to go to the lake and fish and water ski and swat mosquitoes. Well, you know what I like about it the best is, you know, I like it when you arrive so the mosquitoes are done. But I also like the fact that, uh, you know, it's where you're from and uh, there's people you know in your whole life and they don't care who you are. As far as hockey, it's just settling in and enjoying yourself and being around your family. And when your kids get to the age of mine, do you you relish the fact that they come home, and so you get to share some time with them. So I look forward to it. Now, even there, Mike, when you go to you know the upper reaches of Saskatchewan, are you able to get away from the pack? Because, like you say, you got all your friends, and you come back home, and suddenly all those back home friends need a piece of your time. Can you relax a, even a bit? Well, I mean, I like action in the summer, so. It's pretty good. As long as you don't run out of beer and wine, they keep coming. So we have some good laughs. <laughs> Mike, Get the fire pit going. No kidding. Always a, always a pleasure, you. man. Hey, uh, best of luck. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great day now. You bet. Yeah. Mike Babcock, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings.